0: Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. I am here with Professor (laughs) Jeff Fenster, serial entrepreneur of Everbull brand of WeBuild. What's your coffee? Superfuel Coffee. Superfuel Coffee. This guy, I've been very excited. He has been on the radar. He has been on Scott Kaplan's podcast. He has been on David Meltzer's podcast. Come to know that he is a close family friend of David Meltzer, um, who is an incredible man and we are going to be doing some episodes with him as well. But we're here to talk about Everbowl and we're here in Encinitas. This is store number what?
1: This was store number 14
0: store number 14. So what I learned about Jeff and the background that I've done is if he does something, he goes all in and he will run through any wall. He'll go around any wall. And he does it quickly, which I really appreciate. So um, today's going to be really cool. It's going to be a video podcast. For those of you that are just listening on audio form, just understand that we are moving. So if you want to see that, that'll be uh, on YouTube. But if not, just go ahead and listen to this podcast as you do, we uh, we appreciate it, we're fired up. We're also going to be going to the Farmers Insurance Open. Um, we got some media passes. Yes, we, we are did. credentialed, Cali Barbecue Media. We are a credentialed team and we are going to cover the influencer marketing campaign. They're gonna be doing a scavenger hunt and we're gonna be filming them filming the tournament. So it's kind it's of a, a fun meta, meta meta thing we got going on. But let's go uh, show us the shop. You guys ready to check it out? We actually got something
1: really cool. What just happened? We had a guy drive up, never been to Everbull before and actually asked me to go in and make him whatever <laughs> I wanted. So I did. He also offered to pay, which he didn't, but that's okay because he got to have his first Everbull experience and I got to do a walkthrough. It was the first
0: drive through ever bowl that happened right here on digital hospitality in Encinitas. Incredible. Historic. So what, um, what are we taking to farmers? Well, how many bowls do we want today? Um, I'm taking one for sure. And I'm getting the Fenster special, whatever, whatever, what what you eat is what I want.
1: What size would you like?
0: Uh, I'm going to go medium.
1: Okay. We're going to need a couple bowls. Aaron, part of the team. It's your first time? Yeah, it is. Okay, we need oh, some samples. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, let's just give them some samples. It's good sampling. So tell us, uh, explain Everbowl. So Everbowls craft superfood. We specialize in create your own superfood bowls, really focusing on health and wellness and unevolved, which is our tagline, it's our why. Um, it's really what we're about. It's the lifestyle side of the brand. You'll see it on the front of his, on, on front of all of our shirts, minus my hoodie, but the front of our staff shirts. Um, we're on team Unevolve, and so whether you eat at Everbowl or you go to any of our competitors or you go out there and just eat healthy yourself as long as you're finding ways to unevolve which is to live actively and eat stuff that's been around forever move your body and be healthy we support you so for us it's all about providing food that's been around forever no laboratory created foods no man-made foods but just real ingredients that are gonna make you be your best self and then we also want to promote movement let's get active let's be healthy Uh, We know we can prevent a lot of the illnesses that are plaguing Americans and in society by lifestyle. So we're kind of trying to promote an unevolved lifestyle. Can you tell us a little bit about the acai market? Because
0: as somebody that grew up in San Diego, my wife, she absolutely loves acai bowls but I heard you talk about on a podcast the difference between certain acai companies and what your your guys' brand is.
1: Yeah, so I went down to Brazil and really cared about making sure it was sustainable, that we were sourcing it in a way that wasn't just taking from the land, but actually was helping not only how it's grown and the sustainability of it, but the culture, right? Because it's from a very poor area of Brazil. Mm -hmm. And the people there, they don't have much. And I didn't have... You hear about it, but when you go and you actually experience it, it's a whole different thing. So for us, it was all about vertical integration and, and understanding that we wanted to understand the supply chain from picking it all the way through. So I actually climbed a tree and handpicked it myself. How did you find out where to go in Brazil? So through our where I was sourcing, through my, my partnership okay. here before I'd ever gone down there, um, we were buying it and he brought me down and introduced me to factories and we started working directly with the factories and really cared about all of that because there's companies that do it in the right way and there's companies that don't and we really wanted to make sure we did in the right way that it was non-gmo and it was organic acai and it was actually going and taking from uh, the actual locals they were they were benefiting from us bringing it here and expanding that that whole industry and that whole market because you can't get acai all over the world it's really only grown in Colombia and Brazil and where we buy it in Brazil, it's picked like literally by hand. Mm-hmm. And that's how these, these individuals, these Brazilians, that's how they support themselves. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it was really powerful for us to be a part of that and be able to bring that back. And then you also find other cool things. So acai seeds are, there's tons of them being thrown away down there. Well, we were able to work with locals to make us jewelry, which provides them income and provides for their family. And then we get to sell cool jewelry called ever seeds which these are actual acai seeds. That's amazing. Yeah. Handmade in Brazil. That's Um, really cool. It was really an awesome experience. And then being able to climb the tree myself and pick it. Yeah. Which was tough, but
0: it was still fun. And it was an incredible experience when you're actually touching it and seeing it and hearing it and smelling it and tasting it, that, makes your mission that much stronger yes it empowers your employees to know that they're working for something that's bigger than one shop in Encinitas
1: yes exactly and it also means that we truly do value and care about how it's all done Mm -hmm. it's not for us just about business Mm -hmm. and so we try to give you unlimited toppings for one price the lowest price we can to keep ourselves in business Uh, we're not trying to price gouge so what's cool about us is we don't charge for ingredients so you can have unlimited toppings from this incredible topping station you can choose and everything. that's a ama- that's that's unheard of we have nuts we it's have seeds we have nut butters we don't charge extra everyone else nickels and dimes
0: sure we choose not to. well it's to. the it's the baggage fee problem correct right correct. everybody wants it's like
1: when does it stop yeah and for us i mean look of course all businesses have to stay in business have food cost and we have to stay in business right we mm-hmm. can't work for free and we can't lose money on every bowl. So we do the best we can to find that middle balance, which is how do we offer you the best value at the lowest price while still maintaining our brand integrity and the sustainability side and all the things that we really want to do. So that's Everbowl. And we have three sizes here. We have a variety of superfoods, not just acai, but we also have pitaya, chia pudding, Matcha, Cocoa Love, and Blue Magic, which is blue green algae, and you can mix and match in any of the three sizes, so you don't just have to have one flavor. You can have lots of flavors, Um, and really have it your way, because we know that if you don't, you know, there's four excuses why people don't eat healthy, and we really wanted to solve those four excuses, and those four excuses are that people make are they believe it either costs too much to eat healthy, Mm -hmm. it doesn't taste good. It doesn't leave you full and satisfied or you just can't get it, right? You're in a food desert and you go into shopping centers and it's all fast food. Yep. So we really wanted to build Everable to solve those four challenges and say, okay, we're gonna make something that's affordable, that's filling, that's delicious, and then accessible, which is why we're opening so many stores and really trying to promote now through franchising for the first time that growth. It's awesome. So and
0: can you talk to us a little bit about as he's making up these bowls for farmers, tell us a little about vertical integration and sure. we build specifically because we literally just did a podcast yesterday with um, Sebastian, who owns Funky Fries, and he has two, three incredible stores. But his third store cost him way over budget. Yeah, I mean, we're talking—he budgeted three seventy-five, and he was at six fifty. Yep. And his advice to the listeners was, you know, understand what you're getting involved in. Sure. And it's a perfect segue into why you built, we build if you yeah. want to exp- I mean, so I'm
1: that. not a restaurateur. Um, I don't know restaurants very well. I love that. I'm learning as I go. Uh, you're a restaurateur. I'm a wannabe. You are. No, um, we're all wannabes. <laughs> something, right? No, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm an yep. entrepreneur. And so my superpower is I know how to start companies. Mm-hmm. And I think entrepreneurs forget that too often, that when you start a company, that's what you know how to do. And so I know how to solve my problems by starting more companies and looking within and understanding, okay, I wanted to build 20, 30, 40, 100 Everbowls, and it was costing me too much money to do it through third-party construction companies. So why not start my own construction company and build my own stores? Yep. And by doing that, I vertically integrate the, the, the two brands, and I'm able to scale and grow. It doesn't make sense if you're only opening two or three or four sure. because... That was never my plan, right? My plan was true scalability and growth.
0: Your plan wasn't to work for 15 hours a day for five no. months
1: opening and Correct. closing the store? Correct. No? No,
0: it was not. <laughs> you, you have children, you I have do. a wife that expects you to I be I do, home? and yeah. I have
1: a 14-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old daughter, and um, you know, they want to see me every now and Correct. again. But more importantly was just how we could do it differently. And you know, I don't come from the restaurant industry. I had no experience, and I think experience is the most overrated prerequisite to starting a company. Uh, Too often people are like, oh, I'll I'll start it when I learn how to do fill in the blank. And a lot of times that's a challenge. It's not a benefit. You do things the same way everyone else has done it. And so now you look like everyone else and you do things the same way. I like to come in with fresh eyes and try to disrupt what everyone else is doing or at least just do it the way I think makes sense. And then be the dumbest guy in the room and surround myself with brilliant, smart, talented people that can elevate the company and take us to that next level. And so that's what we did. And so we were able to recruit amazing people and the team at Everbowl is why we're successful. Um, it's definitely not because of me. I'm just here to help get it started and then surround myself with great people. And that's the other core thing that I think to help entrepreneurs out there is lose the ego and, and don't feel like you need to be the one who makes every smart sure. decision. But surround yourself with great people and let them be great. Sure. You know, And we're trying to build a culture here which allows our staff to grow. I mean, as fast as we're growing, there's gonna be immense growth opportunities for anyone in the organization who wants to grow with us. Mm-hmm. Some people wanna come work with us for a year or two and that's fine. Uh, but for those who wanna have a career with us, we're gonna have immense opportunities because we're growing so fast. Sure. And so as we go to franchising, as we go across the country and we're gonna have all these new positions that are gonna be formed. And drive-throughs. Yes, and drive-throughs. Yes, please, you sorry heard Starbucks. You heard uh, it. sorry Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle's exactly. getting in the game too. Everyone wants them, it's well, tough, yeah, it's, a, it's tough tough for it a tough fight. It is a tough fight, it's a tough fight. But yeah, you, but know, you have, You've got
0: a great model because you keep it simple. You yeah, know, you keep it core to what you do best. I mean, obviously in an in and outs a different model. But if we're talking about just the basics of operation right. in and out is a burger patty. Yeah, lettuce. they have four choices. Yeah, that's you know? it. that's, that's it. it. That's all you got, um, and which makes the ticket times much better. Yeah, it makes you move through that line much quicker.
1: And that's what we're trying to do. And so, yeah, vertical integration to me is important. Um, that's kind of how we like to do things and understand our supply chain and control. what We can control and partner where we need a partner, but really Utilized my strength for myself, Mm -hmm. which is I'm good at starting companies. I'm good at scaling companies from nothing. So how I can use that to benefit Everbowl and everything goes back to solve Everbowl problems. Can you tell us about the build out? Because I
0: think that's fascinating from somebody that owns a restaurant that's owned a restaurant for 11 years. But back to what we were talking about, how expensive it is as you scale. You've obviously picked what you want your Everbowl footprint to be.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Um, Tell us a little bit about the choices that you make and how this store is laid out compared to other stores?
1: Well, they're all pretty much laid out similarly. Okay. Uh, you know, we have a, it's a create your own. So you start at one lo, one spot, you mm-hmm. pick your base, then you pick your toppings and then you pay. So it is an assembly line, much like you'd see in a lot of other uh, build your own style restaurants mm-hmm. from sandwiches to um, Which helps soups with labor and sows. It helps with labor costs. It helps with allowing you, the consumer, to, to go through a natural flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also lets, you know, the benefit for us is it also makes sure that you're going to like it because you're going to pick what you want. So if you like those toppings, you're going to like your bowl. Yep. Um, I don't need to tell you what you like. You're going to tell me what you like. Correct. And by not nickeling and diming you and letting you choose it without having an extra expense, you actually are going to pick what you want. You're not going to be like, that's $2 for that? No, never mind. But I wish I had it. Yeah. Now your experience is cheapened over $2. That's correct. And yeah, of you course, it's charge. straight profit. Yeah. But but there's better ways, right? I'd rather earn your business again and again and come back because we're adding that value. And and yeah, my competitors. And bring somebody else. And hopefully you'll bring someone yeah. else, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's, business is not, we don't chase money. Yeah. Uh, we, we chase customer experience. And for us, it's about making friends and having fun. They're the two rules to work at Ineverable. Uh, all of our staff knows it. We care mostly about making friends with everyone who walks through the door and have fun. Mm-hmm. And we do those two things and we hopefully will build a culture of people who are coming again and again and again. So our thesis
0: is in digital hospitality, every business needs to be digital, needs yeah. to have some sort of e-commerce component, also needs to be social. Um, but every business needs to be in the hospitality business. So as much as we care about digital, there also has to be this Yep. because this is, this is what changes everything. Sure. Um, this human interaction where you're actually coming into a store, into a shop, and that's the power of having companies like you in a mall Mm -hmm. because you guys understand social, you understand Instagram's important, you understand Facebook's important, LinkedIn, and you're posting on these things so that people know this is bigger than the shop. Yeah, uninvolved is bigger than yes. the shop.
1: Yes, and if you see, I don't know if you got it on there, but this is the, uh, you know, this is how we educate through non pretentious but fun yes. fun facts. You know, absolutely, and it's our fun fact wall. Um, but it's how we try to share share good knowledge, things that you can't forget, right? Yes, that once you read, it, you're like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that that happens, but it's like simple things like graviola might help cure stuff, mm-hmm. um, and blueberries can beat up free radicals. How did you guys come up with these? Research, you know, like you'll see. Research at Tufts University analyzed 60 fruits and vegetables for the antioxidant capability. Awesome. Blueberries came on the top, raised tying high rating highest in their capacity to destroy free radicals. Now you know that, right? So you try small blueberries, <laughs> right? How many
0: employees do you have now? Uh, we have over 450. 450, that okay. is amazing. We are in my truck. With Jeff Fenster, Professor Fenster. I say professor because he recently announced that he will be teaching for f- Forbes. Yeah, tell me about it. So Forbes recruited me uh, to for like Forbes Legacy Forbes we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Forbes is,
1: Forbes 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 Forbes. They uh, they have a business an online Exciting. education um, an online education platform. Forbes School of Business and Technology, basically for college. Mm -hmm. So they have, I think it's 18,000 or 28,000 students. Okay. And in addition, it's not just open to them, it's open to um, anyone, anyone can take the course. And they wanted entrepreneurs to basically teach courses on different segments of entrepreneurship. And what they wanted for me was to help teach a course. It's an entry level course on how to start a business. Okay. So I teach, uh, there's 11 modules in my course, Everything from mindset to ideation, how to come up with an idea if you don't have one, or how to vet an idea you do have, how to form an entity, how to get potentially get funding in different funding avenues, to then how to start scaling and use relationship capital to grow your business, and personal branding, and how to leverage free marketing to help grow and start and personal scale. Personal
0: branding, I'd love for you to talk about personal branding and why sure. is that important in 2020.
1: Well, Especially now, personal branding with what social media has available is people don't get behind acai bowls. They do, but it's not, not in spades, right? <clears throat> but when they understand the people behind the brand and they understand what you are and what you stand for, then your community, whatever that community is that you speak to, will get behind it. They feel like they're a part of it. They feel like they know you. And, and personal branding, everyone has a brand whether they, whether they want to or not. And for some people, it's standoffish, isolation, I don't like people, and that's okay. But that's your personal brand. Correct. For others, it's the life of the party, and and they're at every scene, and they're the mayor of of their city. Yep. That's their personal brand. And so knowing that in 2020 and social media and everyone's sharing, everything is social. Like, there's no more secrets. Yes. Uh, No one has privacy anymore. Everyone's life is basically on display, and everyone has a camera all the time. Um, your personal brand is, is who you are. And so by connecting that to your business, you're enabling people to, to really fall in love and get behind both you, your story, your company, and really can grow and find opportunities. I mean, we're sitting here today because of my personal brand bringing eyes to Everbull. Correct. So all of your, your viewers and your audience is gonna now have exposure to Everbull and me. Correct. And if they don't like me, that's okay, please still go to Everbull.
0: Well, yeah, right? when they're driving past Everbull, that's one touch point in that customer journey. And it's, you never know in that customer journey what's gonna get them through that door. Correct. And that personal brand might actually bring them through that door, or it might be somebody that physically says, hey, we're literally bringing our camera crew, camera, you mm-hmm. know, Aaron, let's grab a bowl. Yes. Now you have a customer for life. Correct. Because he's had something that he just said, he doesn't, you know, he's he eats healthy, but he didn't think that he liked fruit the way that he liked this this morning and And now he he loves it and now he loves it and now
1: and it it also you know and this was hard for me but it also might be negative in the sense that someone might not like me yes and that's okay too that is that is an obstacle that people have to overcome but it's a good but it's it's actually what I've learned is and it's weird to say this because it took me a while to get there but learning from people who have air quote haters who don't like them yes there's a lot of energy when you hate someone or don't like so someone. So much wasted energy. It is wasted, but it's still energy, Correct. and it's still being discussed. And and I don't want anyone to hate me. I don't want anyone to not like me. And I try very hard to help as many people as I can and, and be good and do good. But still, not liking me is still investing in my personal brand. It's the PT Barnum principle. Yes, it, it is the PT Barnum principle. It's exactly principle. what it
0: is. is you your... watched the uh, Greatest Showman recently. I'm I'm all about the Greatest <laughs> Showman. I mean, the more that I learn about PT Barnum, the more I'm fascinated by him. It's. I mean, the only, pre- the, only, the only bad press is no press.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the only time he would be upset is if they spelled his name wrong in, in, the, in the press.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, I mean, that's the world we live in, it, it's so hard. And I think back to your point is, do you consider yourself a millennial? So I
1: don't know if I technically am. I think don't think anybody t- really knows what, yeah. what the parameters I mean, are. I mean, I was born in 1983, I, I, so I okay. was born before, you know, I grew up in high school. I didn't have the internet and I didn't have a cell phone. So you graduated high school in 2001? I did. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I'm a y, I am call myself a Y2K baby Yeah. because I graduated high school in 2000 when the internet was supposedly supposed to stop Earth, <laughs> which didn't happen. Yeah,
1: the 2000 time she
0: was supposed yes. to, like everything was supposed to everything stop. Everything was supposed to stop in 2000. It didn't, um, but... I also had a pager mm-hmm. in high school. Cool. I was one of the first person to get a pager in my class. I was one of the first person to get a cell phone in my
1: class. I still have the same cell phone number that I had. Well, I had to say by the bell cell phone in my, <laughs> in my car that my parents there go, gave me nice. and said, you can't use it because you pay by the minute to make a phone call, <laughs> but it was for emergency. And it was literally like the size of, um, I mean, it was, it was
0: huge. It was like yeah. a big box. Correct. But it's crazy to think how fast the technology has changed but also in a way, as an entrepreneur and as a leader, that publishing on the internet about yourself, it's something that's very difficult to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that I underestimate how hard it was for me to get to the point where I didn't want to be that guy, it's not all about me. Once I realized it wasn't even about, it's not about me posting about me, it's about this is what Cali Barbecue Media is doing And that gives more awareness back to what you said to our brand Mm -hmm. about what we're doing, how we're doing it, and maybe how we can help another business do exactly what they've always wanted to do.
1: That's right. And for me it was a little different, but similar in the sense that I didn't even have an Instagram account personally when I started Everbowl. And what year is this? I started Everball in two thousand sixteen in October.
0: And you didn't have a personal Instagram account? Mm -mm. And you didn't post, I'm guessing, on Facebook. No. Your wife did
1: very very minimal minimal okay we were private. just we were pri- we, i was always private yep and i always wanted to stay private correct um and i i what was your aha moment your oh shit moment well my when my daughter went uh, she's in high school now she's a freshman but when uh she was going into sixth grade when i started everbowl and you know when she finally got an instagram account she's like dad it was 2017 she's like everyone needs an instagram account I love that. So I made is one that amazing. Yeah. So I, I made that. one. That's great. And then I was, I had one, but your I daughter, wasn't posting your,
0: your, your daughter is the digital pioneer for Everble. That's <laughs> she
1: was phenomenal. And, and the truth is until I realized, like I was always shy to post anything about myself. And I was like, it's all about Everball, just Everball, Everball, Everbull, Everball, Jeff Fenster. Don't even mention yes, his name. Correct. Um, and then some of my investors were like, you gotta start putting yourself out there. You're the well, face of the brand. Was there
0: anyone in particular that were, did they do it themselves? Because I find that fascinating. When well, no, the investor knows that, that that you should be doing it, but they're not doing it personally, posting on their LinkedIn or put.
1: You know, I don't know, I, I don't. I, don't, I can't sure. tell you if they did or didn't, I'm assuming they did, but it was really just like the feedback started to be like, Jeff, you're the face of this brand. Get out there, get yeah. out there. You speak well, uh, you're good at understanding and, and, and explaining what we do get out there so it's in your it, it is the DNA of the company it
0: is yes you're, you're the natural spokesperson <laughs> because that you've literally been speaking about your vision right and as your vision grows you're putting it out into the universe as as Meltzer would say that's right, right yes
1: and I started to do it and I was uncomfortable it's talking about yourself and so this is 2016 that you 2017 2017 really? and this was very little like really I didn't really start until 2019 okay like if you look at my post history, mm-hmm. I had like maybe 10 posts in all of 18. Mm-hmm. And then now I have like 150 total yep. and like 140 of them in the last, probably 100 of them in the last six months. Yep. Um, but what started to happen was people started to ask me more about not Everball, but about my personal journey. Like what about your previous companies and your successes and, and I was and failures and everything yes. in between. And I started to share it because they were asking and I was uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, but it's not about Everball, It's about me and I don't really care. I have no I have no course or program that I'm trying it's to sell crazy. people. And
0: Yeah, it's not you're not trying to sell a course. You just you care about the mission of your company mm-hmm. and your companies, but ultimately the more vulnerable you are, yes. the more that you share as a man, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as somebody that's just trying to do the best they can every single day, the more that it resonates with people because it's yes. truth. Yes, it's and then truth. something
1: crazy happened and I got an Instagram message in 2019. From a kid, in a, I can't remember what city it was in Ohio, and he said, "I've been following your story, and you've inspired me to start my company." Wow! And it was cool, and I was I reached out to him, and I was like, "If you ever need anything," and he's never reached back out to me. Mm-hmm. So if he listens to this, reach back out yeah, to me, please. But all of a sudden, I had a feeling, and it's a selfish feeling, but it it's never felt more. It was such an incredible good feeling. I like guess never felt more good than. The fact that I actually impacted somebody in a positive way and yes. there was no exchange of currency or money out of Correct. anything. I got nothing for it, mm-hmm. but the feeling that I wanted it more. So I started to offer my help on LinkedIn and other things. And now I have a ton of mentees and people that I advise and help and I don't charge for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes, I do get offers to, to like be a uh, paid business consultant for yeah. some people. And, and yeah, if it's going to take a ton of my time, I will charge for it. but. I offer free services. I'm, I'm a mentor at San Diego State's and School of Entrepreneurship for free, pro bono, just because I'm very good at what I'm very good at and I'm not good at what I'm not good at. And if I can help people in the areas I'm good at, then I owe it to them. And it's such a cool feeling. It's so powerful. And now that I have a high school age daughter, you know, for her to see that side of me that has no business side Absolutely. You know, I'm well, good at making it's money, back to what you said it's not,
0: it's, there's no transaction taking there's place. no
1: transaction it's just the sheer will that I'm helping someone mm-hmm. and like even my mentee at San Diego State you know he, he had this idea to start a, this clothing business and then he was like ah, I don't think it's gonna work and I pushed him and I'm like look you don't need the experience let's just get it started and I gave him some action items he took it and then he sent me this beautiful message thanking me saying he won this sc- uh, internship And he wouldn't have done it had he quit. And he, he's like so grateful and thankful. And it was like that, thank you. Inspired me to help a hundred more people if I can. Isn't it amazing? And if I can, if I can also help people avoid some of the mistakes I made, right? And I built my whole career on a principle of leveraging relationship capital and helping others understand that and the power of that. Explain relationship capital. So it's, everyone thinks when you start businesses it's all about financial capital, I need money. Money's good. Obviously you need some money to start a business. Um, But if you ask me would I rather have a million dollars in cash or a million dollars in relationship capital, I will take relationship capital every single time. And relationship capital is the ability to have relationships with people who can significantly and materially move your business, your personal life forward. And it's created through making friends and having fun. It's created through a what can I do for you mentality. So using Dave Meltzer is a great example. Yes. When I started my payroll business out of after law school and after working at ADP for six months, I went to him and I had said, Dave, I'm starting my own payroll company. It's called iChecks. I need clients. And I would love it if you would make an introduction to some of your friends who are business owners who need payroll services. So he opened up his Rolodex and made 300 warm introductions. I closed 175 or 180 wow. of them. And there were two to $3,000 a year accounts, recurring revenue. So my business went from zero to over half a million dollars in business recurring because of one relationship. Wow. That relationship though, I earned that by interning for Dave for 10 years for free at all of his companies and being a uh, just a person who wanted to learn and learn before before you earn. And I invested in my education and being around and helping him in any which way. Like he had a company, Corporate Connections and we flew up to Half Moon Bay and, and it was basically putting sea level executives together. And I was there just serving water and drinks and being a gopher mm-hmm. and I was 16 years old. I didn't get paid. But what I got was exposure. I got around him. He saw my work ethic. He saw that I was there to help him for years and years and years and years. And he invested his investment in me wasn't money. His investment was he was now connected to my my future, my success. He loves me. So he's now part of me. And so my success makes him feel good just yep. like now he's my mentees do. Correct. Absolutely. So he now wants to help me. So when I started my payroll business, he helped me. When I when I started my digital marketing agency, he helped me. We're co-writing a book together right now. It's going That's to get amazing. published this summer. Red, red yeah, questions. thank you. That's super cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome That's because rad. what we're teaching, though, is we have 30 years plus of mentor-mentee relationship, mm-hmm. which is a very long time for, a, for that relationship. So it's kind of like the long game story. And from when I was four years old and he was a teenager, we started, we became friends through our parents because my mom and his mom are best friends. And now fast forward 30 years later and he's still my mentor and my brother and my friend and you know we're, we're both doing our own thing but we still leverage the same business principles that we learned I learned a lot from him I also didn't take some advice from him and how we navigated the journey of there were times I loved him there were times I hated him <laughs> there were times that he loved me and there were times he probably wanted to he probably, probably thought wanted, I was a dumb shit, yeah, you know? Probably so probably wanted to wring your neck out. A hundred percent. For sure. And we've had our fights. We had years where we didn't talk. We had years where we, you know, I took from and leveraged him as much as I could. There were times when I didn't even realize what I was doing, and he was investing in me. Um, and that kind of a story, while teaching business principles, is what our book's going to be about. And It's so, exciting. That's really cool. Yeah and, yeah, and it's it's really awesome, and we've already written a, a handful of chapters. Is that self-published, or uh, does he have a publisher? Well, uh, so he's a multi-time best-seller, yeah. multi... I've time read, bestseller I've completed two I've connected to goodness and great um, book
0: his most recent the book. playbook the playbook Both yeah phenomenal I mean absolutely I mean the playbook game, sorry is his
1: podcast it's um, uh it's... game know, time decisions game time decisions yes yeah, game time decisions. Um, you know but using and he's one of my mentors but that's one of the powers of relationship capital another power is with Everball. I tried to get into petco park with the padres mm-hmm. I was calling literally almost every week for a year <laughs> and getting it. nowhere And then one introduction from one of my advisors to the right person. And I had a meeting the next week and we got into Petco Park, right? So that's the power of relationships and investing in people. Oh, it's so important. that not enough business owners and entrepreneurs understand, which is, you know, you can spend your time thinking that, that you're going to do this, 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 and this, and that's great. And you should, but if you can invest in people and the way you, everyone says the next question is, well, how do you, how do you get them to help you? Well, you don't. You treat everybody from a position of, I respect and want to get to know everybody, regardless if they're your your gardener, your hairstylist, your lawyer, your doctor, the president of the United States, the garbage man, your daughter, my, my daughter's friend, who's 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to her like she's a person and I don't have a want today, yes. but what can I do for you? If I do, and I think of it like an ATM machine, mm-hmm. I like to make deposits. In my bank account. Yes. Just like I like to make deposits in our relationship capital account. So if I can do something for you, I have no idea what you can do for me. It doesn't matter. But if you say, hey, we meet and I learn something about you and I know you're looking for whatever. Watch out for this guy. Um, and um, and I can help you in any way, I'm going to do it. Yes. And now I'm making a deposit into our relationship capital ATM. And one day I might come to you for a favor or I might never. It doesn't matter. But no one is upset having a healthy bank account. Correct. So I'm never going to be upset having a million people out there that I've helped, that have done nothing for me, or I don't need anything from. They're just my champion. They're going to go, oh, you know Jeff? Oh, yeah, he's a really good guy. He helped me. Right? You're going to talk good about me. You're going to to be supportive of my sphere of influence and everything I'm trying to accomplish. You're now a champion in my story. Yes. And as I tell my kids, you know, the world is a huge place. You can never have too many people who have your back in this world. That's the truth. So so i think entrepreneurs especially um and business owners they need to invest in relationships and not act from a place of scarcity but act from a place of abundance which is if i can help you even if you're my competitor if i can help you i'm going to help you yes i'm not worried about it well i think that's that's very important that's something that
0: we talk about frequently on the podcast is we believe in a rising tide lifts all ships That's one and of we favorite quotes. we literally think of the barbecue industry, the podcast industry, new media mm-hmm. in the same way that it's not Coke versus Pepsi. If you look at the craft beer industry in San Diego, Ballast Point is stronger because of Stone, mm-hmm. because of Carl Strauss. Right. They all shared ideas and they sh- they did industry things together and they they all lifted each other up to the point where when people think about craft beer in the, in the world, San Diego is the number one place they think of. Yeah. And that's difficult as a small business owner when you're thinking back to when when I grew up and when I went to business. I actually hated business school when I was at Boulder, um, which is why I I transferred. Boulder's an incredible school, um, incredible place too. But I was taking business classes that didn't make any sense to me. So I switched to sociology, which made much more sense. Um, But what they were teaching wasn't resonating with how the actual world played out in the last 11 years running our restaurant. And what, The real power is is back to that relationship capital is that if I reach out to another barbecue restaurant owner in a way that no one's ever done before, yeah, he's going to question my, who I, why the fuck is this guy contacting me? What does he want from me? Is he trying to take my secrets? Is he trying to take my customers? Absolutely not. We're trying to get more barbecue restaurants together so that we can all rise together.
1: That's right. Well, and we can do you're, something. You're we can make an impact.
0: Correct. You know, and it's we're, not we're like... told every single rest, every every concept, there it's different. Yes, it's different because the heart of the the heart of the concept, the heart of the company is
1: different. Well, nobody, and, and no I don't one care has if my you impact. go to my competitor for an acai bowl. Correct. I hope you do. Correct. I hope you get addicted to them. Absolutely. I hope you go to them six days a week. Yes. And then when you're near one of Everbulls and you're hungry, you want an acai bowl, so you're going to come see ours. Correct. And What's great is we're, we're building a, the unevolved lifestyle. And that's why I wanted my why and the lifestyle side, because that allows me to connect with everyone. And I used to, and, and, and it happens, right? It, it, I started the rest, my, my first restaurant, Everbowl, and I've always normally in the past always acted from a place of abundance and never cared about helping others. And, and, but there was a moment where I was like scared, like what if my employees steal? And then I, ha- you know, you have those thoughts, but yes. then I caught myself and go, Jeff, you know better. I'll I'll help them start a competitor. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's okay. Empower, empower them. It's okay. Um, we're going to do what we're going to do and people who like Everbowl will come to Everbowl. We try our best every day. We make friends, we have fun, we sell good food and I think we have a good culture. If you find someone who does it better, then that's okay too. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't, I, I, I don't like that mindset of, you know, scarcity and, oh, if, if you do good, my barbecue joint can't do good. Correct. It's just not, that's just not the case. That's not the case at the all. The more people who eat barbecue, the better for your industry. Absolutely, 100%. And
0: I think one of the things I, I definitely want you to touch on is your philosophy about everybody going right and you going left. <laughs> yeah. So, Is it so important in this day and age? Because there's general business advice, there's specific business advice to every industry, and I think you do a great job of summarizing why why that hasn't been true for you
1: well I, I I think we touched on a little bit but I think experience is overrated to start something yeah. uh, otherwise you're looking and doing like everybody else and if you look like if you look and act like everybody else then there's no differentiator yeah. you are just a copycat of a million others and now what's the what's the what's the difference so for me it's not I'm not a contrarian like I don't purposely not do what everyone else is doing but I don't let it influence me. I, I think about it using what information I have now and what information I have at my disposal and I make the best choice. And if it's completely different than whatever, like when I opened Everbull, everyone was like, yeah, how are you going to, what are you gonna do for your grand opening? You're going to give away coupons and half <laughs> off. And I'm like, no, I'm going to give away free food and I'm just going <laughs> to just give away flat out free food. Yep. And everyone's was like, why are you gonna do that? I'm like, cause I want people to try it and they're like, yeah, but. What if they don't like it? I'm like, great, then, yeah, then I, I learned, find out that fast. I, then I, We're gonna shift the menu. That, correct, <laughs> um, absolutely. But if they like it, they're gonna come back again and again and again, hopefully, right? And, and it'll be the memory of no one's ever done that. Right, so we did. And it was the same thing with why aren't you charging for peanut butter? Yes. Everyone charges for peanut butter. It's too expensive. And I said, because you know what? Yeah, I might make less on these bowls, but it's a different experience. You correct. want peanut butter, I'm gonna give you peanut butter. Period. correct and if I if if I lose money then I'll obviously have to give you less peanut butter but the goal is to not lose money the goal is to make sure that I'm giving you that experience and I thought of it truly just as what I as a customer want I don't like preset menus yep. I like to customize things yep I don't like the same thing everyone else likes so you know I drive a lot of restaurants crazy when I go in but I'm like can I order this but can I hold that and substitute that and change that and I want it the way I want it you like it you like I know it what I like want it. Do you want me to come back?
0: Well, and if you I, want me to come back, right. you need to make it that way. And Otherwise I know I what I come want. Back, I
1: know right? what I want. Absolutely. And I hate being nickel and dime. Like when I go to a place, I'm like, instead of uh, quinoa, can I get brown rice? And they're like, that'll be two dollars. And I'm like, wait, I didn't ask for both. Mm-hmm. I asked in exchange of, or instead of tomatoes, can I have carrots? Yeah, that'll be a dollar fifty. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's just you gouging me. Yeah. That's just you making me uncomfortable. Now I have to pay more for the same thing. And it's not costing you more yes but I didn't want to do that so I didn't so you know I have a couple I'm a cheesy quotes guy and you mentioned one of of my favorites there's a reason
0: why they're cheesy quotes I know if it's a mantra it's a mantra for a reason it resonates
1: yeah and one of them is when nothing's going right go left right yes and it's very easy for um, thank you it's very easy for people to get lost when things aren't going right and they look to what everyone else is doing. And I don't, I I don't, I don't really care what everyone else is doing. Um, Not because I don't want to learn, because I do, Uh, but I want to try things the way I want to try things. And I I pride myself on being educated and I have my own business acumen and I, um, yeah, I, um, you know, I, so I'm not a contrarian, but I'm definitely not someone who's just going to follow the crowd. And that's kind of where, when everyone else is going right, I'm going to go left. Because it's our our way to try it. And if it doesn't work, I can always go right again. So we are pulling up to
0: Torrey Pines with our media credentials for Cali Barbecue Media. Thank you. And we are getting ready to do our behind-the-scenes episode with uh, Jeff Fenster. And we're going to go cover influencers covering the tournament. So this is uh, definitely unique. We've ruffled some feathers with the PGA Tour. I did that pretty good at doing that people don't know how to put cali barbecue media they don't know where to box us up so i think that's uh always a challenge but this podcast is available on all the podcast platforms it's available on youtube if you want to see us driving from everbowl encinitas uh, along the pacific coast to the farmers insurance open uh check it out on youtube we appreciate that but all the show notes will be in the show notes because Stover does an incredible job with that. Please follow Jeff on Instagram. What's your Instagram handles
1: at Finster Jeff and then at Everble craft,
0: superfood, beautiful and, um, live an uninvolved lifestyle and reach out. You never know. You won't get anything if you don't ask. That's uh, something that has really resonated with me with David Meltzer is I've realized that I, I just have a problem asking for help. And being specific in my ask, too. So um, if you are listening to this, reach out. Find out how um, either one of us can help you. But thank you for your time. And uh, check out the behind-the-scenes at Tory. <laughs>